Hi, it's me again. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. I hope you've been enjoying them. Uh, another chapter of the book uh, today, uh, and this chapter is titled The Adult Child Metaphor. I'm going to jump straight in. It can be confusing to mix metaphors, but often I'll see clients that still find it difficult to grasp how irrational the primitive brain is. As a therapist, I don't have a magic wand to fix you. It takes conscious effort on your part. After all, it's your mind and only you can control it. 99% of the time, general stress bucket emptying sessions seem to do the trick. But there are a few rare occasions when that primitive brain seems to cling on for dear life and not let go. It can be phenomenally, phenomenally frustrating for me and my clients. And although they understand the principles of what's going on, they need more tools to understand. When this happens, I use the following metaphor to help make sense of it all. It's really, a, it really is a bit of a light bulb moment if nothing has worked so far. I also use this to help people stop smoking. Imagine your intelligent brain and primitive brain as an adult and a small child, respectively. This should make sense as your primitive brain has not evolved or developed. It has remained the same with a very simple way of looking at things like a small child. The intelligent brain is developed intellectually. It can rationalize and use lots of objectivity to make sense of things and know why things need to be done like an adult. Bear that analogy in mind now as I continue to explain. A small child, the primitive brain, needs some rules and regulations to keep them safe. Yet, they are also really clever at knowing how to manipulate adults, the intelligent brain, too. Imagine one day that you're babysitting for a friend. Your friend tells you their child is not allowed any ice cream today as they will ruin their appetite and besides they've had plenty of treats so far this week anyway. So, armed with that rule, you happily take care of the child for a few hours. Initially, it all seems to go really well. And when gently your child approaches you and asks for some ice cream, you say no, just as your friend advised and you feel quite sure of yourself. A few moments later, Maybe the child then looks at you with those huge eyes and beautiful smile and asks you for ice cream. They're laying it on thick now. It's harder to resist, but you still have your friend's voice ringing in your ears and say no. You feel quite proud of yourself until the child raises their game a little bit more. Maybe trying to pers persuade you with please, 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 or trying to convince you by saying they'll happily share their ice cream with you. What a temptation. You find it's becoming more difficult to resist and they really are wearing you down, but you stand firm, no ice cream. You decide to go to the park to let off a bit of steam. However, children are quite clever, aren't they? They will know that this situation is made for them to get what they want. So, out in public, in front of everyone, they decide to throw a tantrum and demand ice cream. In your embar embarrassment and panic, you, if you're anything like me when looking after your friend's children, will immediately give in and give them ice cream. They win, you lose. Oh dear, you're going to be in big trouble with your friend now. Your primitive brain is like a child. It knows exactly what to do and when to convince you to do something you want to stop doing. It can easily throw a tantrum by making you feel you've lost complete control and take you over very clever 
at presenting you with propaganda to try to convince you to its way of thinking, which you know intelligently, intellectually, you're trying to remove yourself from. It gives rise to sensitive and complex emotions to keep you within its grasp, so to speak. It makes you believe that it's too much hard work to resist and it's easier to give in. But when you want to break a bad habit, and you know this intuitively, you need to take control from the intelligent brain. So let's go back to the adult child metaphor and make one small, simple change. Let's say the same thing happens. You've been asked to mind your friend's child. This time there are no rules or regulations set down by your friend. However, after a few minutes of playing at your house, your child finds the dishwasher tablets and thinks they're sweets. What would be your reaction now? The child goes through the whole range of propaganda and manipulation, just like before. The big eyes, the pleading, the convincing. I'm sure you'd be very strong in saying, no, no, no. They're not sweets. You're not going to eat them. Even when you go to the park in public and they throw the biggest tantrum ever, would you give in then? No way. You, as the adult, know what is best. And you know you'll never let them do that. In the same way, you must take control from the intelligent part of your brain. This is the part of your brain that really, that you know as the real you. The part of the brain that knows what it needs to do to achieve your goals. And let's face it, would a child behave this way with their own parent? Whether it is either ice cream or dishwasher tablets, not at all. Boundaries and rules have been set and adhered to. It's not being unkind. You're doing what's best for the child. In this same way, your primitive brain needs training for its boundaries and rules. Rules set by the much more informed and sophisticated intelligent brain. It's for its own good. Even if initially it feels wrong and it will feel like hard work, you'll be challenged. Long term, you will be sure to reap the rewards though. So there are two main points to take away from this metaphor when you want to take control from the intelligent brain, which is the adult. One, recognize the propaganda that comes from your primitive brain. What is the language you use to convince yourself not to do something that you know deep down is good for you? What are the signals that come to you? How and when do you give in? Can you pick up on them earlier? Can you try to limit them as much as possible? And two, you need to have a very clear and firm no that comes from the intelligent brain. Drill down into what it is that you want to achieve and why it must be done. There should be no argument in your own mind. This is what is going to happen. No argument. This metaphor is extremely powerful when trying to create change. Keep it in mind the next time you want to change your way of thinking and create new positive habits. When you're trying to create new habits, it's very important to keep solution focused. Get some positive emotions behind what you're doing. This method is much more successful than the denial or problem focused approach. When people want to change a habit, they only look at the habit itself or they examine the problem that this habit is actually creating for them. Once you take the solution-focused approach and focus on positive emotions that drive you forward, it becomes so much easier.
Initially, this takes a bit of work, but this way your habits are much more sustainable and they don't feel like habits at all, just a way that you live your life. Using willpower alone doesn't create new healthy habits. You really need to find some feeling behind it. To do this in a solution-focused way, keep asking yourself this one question. What would be good about that? And don't do this once or twice. Tip back yourself so you can get real emotion behind what it is you want to achieve. Bryony's story. Bryony came to see me for weight management sessions. Over the years, she'd tried many diets but seemed to put the weight back on after a while. She was now in a really successful role at work and the chance of promotion was on the horizon, yet she had little confidence to apply for it, even though she knew she was more than qualified. Her lack of confidence stemmed from the fact that she did not feel presentable due to her weight issues. We began with some general bucket emptying sessions and were making some good progress. Bryony's confidence and self-esteem were building gradually. She was sleeping better and feeling happier but she continued to fall into bad eating habits all the time, something she had been all too familiar with for many years. I felt that we may stall in progress if not addressed soon because Bryony's doing picture always revolved around her weight loss. She was still focused on the problem. Also, her doing picture was often impractical. She would imagine that she would wake up at her ideal weight or lose a stone overnight. That was not very realistic. It was going to It wasn't going to happen so quickly, and deep down she knew that. So I told her about the adult-child metaphor and what was happening when she needed to take control of her lifestyle habits. We needed to drill down to what was behind the reason she wanted to lose weight to get that very firm, clear no to come from her intelligent brain. Using the what would be good about that line of questioning, our conversation went something like this me. I know you want to lose weight, Bryony, but what would be good about being your ideal weight? Bryony says, well, I would look good in my clothes. Me. And what would be good about looking good in your clothes? Bryony says, I'd be so much more confident. Me again. And what would be good about being more confident? Bryony, lots of things really. I'd be more presentable at work and deliver my presentations professionally, clearly displaying my knowledge and capabilities and therefore more likely to get that promotion. Me. And what would be good about getting that promotion? Bryony. Well, what a successful woman I would be. And that's the highest rank a female has ever achieved in my organisation. Me. And what would be good about being a successful woman in business? Bryony, I would be setting a wonderful example to my daughters as I want them to grow up feeling like they can achieve anything. And that was the sweet spot. We'd just hit on Bryony's emotion behind why she wanted to lose weight. I saw her eyes light up and she realised what all this was about. Surely many people want to lose weight to look good in their clothes. That's a given, but it's not the real reason, is it? And it's still focusing on the problem, bringing to mind that her clothes didn't fit her well right now. Her real reason was what was that she wanted to set an example, to be an inspiration to her daughters who she loved. And now she could really see herself doing that. 
Once Bryony realised this, she was much more motivated to readdress her eating behaviours. Keeping that vision in her mind's eye now meant that addressing her eating behaviours felt right for her. In fact, it didn't even feel like she was doing anything differently. It was the natural way to progress. Over the next few weeks, the weight seemed to be falling away. And even after she'd finished sessions, she continued on her weight loss journey. She sent me an email a few months after we'd finished sessions. She got that promotion. To really focus in on why you want to do something, keep asking yourself repeatedly, what would be good about that? You should be able to easily come up with an answer that will change the way you think completely. Hold on to that as your driving force and refer back to it all of the time. You should only take about four or five repetitions of what would be good about that and you should reach your why. And that's the end of that chapter. Hope you enjoyed that. I loved going over Bryony's story again. Obviously, I've changed the names of everybody um, in my book with all the stories um, so that they are um, um, anonymous and and, uh, protect people's uh, confidentiality uh, as well. Or should I say respect people's confidentiality? That's the word I was looking for. Um, So, um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that story. Um, And that adult child metaphor is really, really powerful. You know, it just helps you understand that that little... That my little primitive brain's like a little toddler throwing a tantrum in there trying to get its own way when intellectually I know that that's not right for it right now I've got to take control again so I hope that helps you understand how the brain works uh, and maybe help you create some more positive habits uh, so until next time uh, and we'll, ha- we'll talk about some more things in the next few episodes and then we'll come back to the next chapter of the book in a few episodes time take care and bye for now Thank you.